GM. 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 Grand Morrow. Good morrow? Good morrow. Good morrow. Good morrow. That is what they would see at a say at a medieval uh Renaissance fair. Ah, I've been to one of those. Been a long time, but I've been to one. Never been. No. That's, I was younger. It was cool then. I don't know if that would be my thing now. But uh yeah. I mean they take it seriously. They they love that stuff. It's good. Gotta take stuff seriously. I uh I don't know how people get out there and 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 still do jousting. Um, but they do. <laughs> they charge at another person with this like long spike and just smash each other on a horse. Love it. Yeah, not for me. But I get it. GM decoy. Fleurlify, finally on time. Yeah, we'll let it slide, but we're, we're happy you finally made it on time. Did I see the video of the dude hucking a javelin at a drone? No, but I kind of want to. Sounds pretty cool if he hit it. Maybe not so cool if he didn't hit it and it went somewhere else that it shouldn't have. I don't know. How are you doing this morning? What's going on? Fabulous. Wonderful. F A B O L O U S. Yeah, it's a good morning. Weather's nice. Hey. It's getting a little bit warmer out here, up in Canada, eh? I don't know about NYC. It snowed yesterday. Did it really? Yeah. <clears throat> a lot? A lot, a lot? Uh, a little, little bit. A little bit. But it was interesting. It was snowing. That was pretty cool. Yeah, there's one thing here. Um, everybody, we, we start to get weather like it is right now. It gets nice. It gets a little bit warmer out. People start putting lighter jackets on. And everybody does this. Like, ah, oh, yeah. Like, spring is here. Finally. What a winter it's been. Blah, 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 blah. End of March, beginning of April, we get absolutely shit on with snow. And it always happens. There's always one more uh, that you never expect. And even if that happens at the end of, or like the middle of May, it always happens. It's, it's funny. Every time. Winter is never truly over. But yeah, it's uh, it's looking like a nice nice day out. Mm -hmm. A nice day to touch grass, as the young folk are saying these days. You gotta put your feet in the grass. Put your feet in the grass. A little muddy for that right now. Toronto winter is a wily temptress. You are absolutely right about that. What's up, Hermano, GM? The Canadians. We're here. DJ <clears throat> do work. Opie. 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 How do you say that? OPE. Out of pocket entertainment. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> you down with OPE? Yeah, yeah you, you know, know me. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Started. CJ. CJ do work. Is that your boy? Yeah. yeah. CJ is the man. Nice. GM CJ. Oh, it's coffee in me. How's the latte showed up yet? Yep. Drinking it now. Doing the work? Yes. Doing the damn thing. Winter is coming, Ned Stark. Yeah. Fuck, man. That was a good show. Did you ever watch Game of Thrones? Yes, I did. I fell off on the last season. But... Yeah, I think that was a general consensus. 
um you know what there was a part of me that i was watching it and i was like ah this isn't as bad as everyone's saying it is like they got you got tight for time blah 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 i really kind of like convinced myself that i was enjoying it and then i went back and rewatched the show from the beginning yeah and i realized how fucking good it was compared right. to those right. last seasons mm. and on my rewatch of it I basically stopped uh, halfway through the second to last season because I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I, right. I, I understand now. <clears throat> Great show, though. The, that new one's coming out the, on HBO. The, what? Prequel? Yeah, something about the like the Targaryens. I think it's like uh, hundreds or thousands of years before, something like that. Lots of dragons, lots of yeah. fire. I'm in. Yeah. Count me in. I got to believe that they probably learned some stuff from... Uh, from the last show who knows could be something to look for mm -hmm. all right my dude you want to do the uh the old drum roll gfd gens and welcome to the monday oh oh my god thursday march 10th edition of the am show hosted live on youtube and twitch it is episode 89 and i'm so happy to be here with you i am your host R2 Dgen and with me as always every single morning is free market capitalist. Hey now. Hey now. It's Thursday, second last day of the week. We've had some stuff happen. Crypto not doing so great. But looks like maybe, just maybe, there might be a little bit of life in this NFT market. Things seem to be maybe firming up a little bit. A, some volume inching back in there. Excited to see it. Doesn't mean that it's over yet. But doesn't mean that, um, you know, not necessarily tons of pain to come. Who knows? Anything can happen, especially in this uh, environment and the uh, the macro scene that's going on. Yesterday, we came on the show. Bitcoin was doing very well. Ethereum was doing very well. Crypto in general did pretty well. Uh, this morning, it is pretty much back down to, uh, to Tuesday's levels. ETH has crossed below 2600 again it's kind of hanging around there uh bitcoin dipped below 40,000 sitting at 39,000 right now um and and yeah kind of just had a little bit of a reset almost feels like a little bit of a buy the rumor sell the news kind of event with um with the the uh, executive order that Biden was set to sign yesterday and did so uh, the the news was bullish. It went up and then cooled back down. Just my thinking on it. But uh, yeah, what are you seeing with this market right now? Uh, bipolar. And it rallied right back into resistance. Uh, <clears throat> we were talking about 4350, 4400 on the S&Ps. And again, I'm still watching the S&Ps because even though we had that kind of crypto specific news with the regulation that caused the pop i say yesterday we popped right back into resistance so at that point i figured well we're just gonna attach ourselves right back to the market and lo and behold s p is coming in this morning giving back most of the gain from yesterday uh and the nasdaq has given all of it back tech stocks so so far we are not out of the woods we couldn't get above the resistance um that has been holding us back uh but we can't get below the support either so just watch um for us to break below that support to indicate if we're going any lower um or vice versa we're gonna see if uh we're gonna see if it can hold and maybe rally back but it's a bipolar market right now 
and it's all being driven by geopolitical issues and the macro situation. So we just have to watch. Yeah, it looks like the S&P got up to about 4280 uh, yesterday and has since kind of come back down, especially this morning, uh, 4225. You kind of pegged that 4200 mark as uh, a resistance point that you don't want to dip too much below. Um, some of the tech stocks yesterday, uh, specifically around crypto, also had very good days. Uh, Coinbase, MicroStrategy, Robinhood, they are all now giving it back as well, uh, I got to believe. A part, you know, 50, 50 or uh, one part of the S&P going down, the other part crypto going down, all tied together. Those stocks are taking a beating now um, as well. Uh, you know, we have two days left in the week. Where where are you looking for us to try and close on uh, on Friday to be bullish into next week? Right. Or is that hard to say right now? Well, I, I'm a student of the 8 and the 15 DMA, which are your... your shortest moving averages that you use they're still in a bearish cross and that's the resistance we keep trying to get back over currently we are in a trend of making uh lower highs and lower lows off that uh, uh eight and uh 13 dma so we need to get above right now i will tell you where it is uh Sorry, one second. No, that's okay. I kind of put you on the spot there. That's my bad. <laughs> I know that it takes a little bit of work to actually uh, look at these charts and dissect it. <laughs> right. We need to get above 4350. So we got up to about 4300 on futures, not the big contract on the S&P. 4350 is the resistance we would have to break over, which we are having a tough time doing. So. Yeah. For sure. Uh, CJ Do Work is asking, how much lower do you think ETH will go? Is it a good time to buy or better to wait and see for now? Uh, I personally, if I was like wanting to buy anything right now, I would just be DCAing, but that's more my style. Uh, it does kind of feel like we're kind of in this middle zone where uh, it could go up as violently as it could go down. That would be my um, my point of view right now if I was looking to buy ETH. Yeah, this is a bad place to buy because <clears throat> it could go either way. So if we were closer to 2000, I'd probably say yes. Um, but this is not a great place to buy, in my opinion. Yeah, we've seen it a bunch of times over the past year where we get to these really treacherous levels of ETH and then it just goes on an absolute tear up. Um but, you know, as we were mentioning kind of at the beginning of the year when we were talking about it and, you know, you pointed out that we're trading uh, or you expect to be trading within this channel, um, lots of volatility, but, uh, you know, stable bottoms and stable tops, maybe around that 2200 mark and the 5000 mark. That's that was kind of your your well, outlook at the beginning of the year. We're in a twenty four hundred to twenty eight hundred dollar range right now, and we're literally in the middle of it at twenty six hundred. So. I don't like buying the middle of a range because you're either going to feel good when it goes to 28, but it's not going to go much higher because it's stuck in the range or feel terrible when it goes to 24 um, and you're not going to want to buy more. So I, I feel like it's better to buy and sell at the extremes of the current range we're in or wait uh, for a reset, something to indicate that we're going much higher, a break above 2,800, something like that. Yeah, great point. 
CJ Dewerk says, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, GM Crypto Link, a uh, little bit of news for you today. This one should be pretty bullish for crypto, actually. South Korea elects pro-crypto president. South Korea has just elected a crypto-friendly president amid, amid the country's ongoing tightening of crypto regulations. Uh, South Korea has elected Yoon Suk-yeol as the country's next president. Um, South Korea is a country that is always on the forefront of technological advancement. Um, they're a big hub for that. They are a, you know, a consumer base that is, uh, uh, you know, uses technology a lot. Lots of cell phones, uh, video games, computer gaming, all of that stuff. Um, but they have not been overly crypto and definitely not NFT friendly in the last little bit. This election was maybe a little bit of a turning point for that country, uh, obviously electing the right person to be pro crypto. Interestingly enough, though, in the uh, election process, there was another candidate that fundraised his um his campaign using NFTs. Now that person didn't win, but it definitely seems to be like there's a changing of, of the guard in South Korea and they are looking to be on the, uh, the forefront of technological advancement and maybe start to kind of push towards a, a more web three friendly nation. Uh, very exciting to, to, to potentially be onboarding all of the uh, the user or the the citizens of South Korea into a wider crypto range and and potentially NFTs, I, th I think I saw this and I was very very excited uh, to read and dig a little bit deeper into it. Well, it was interesting because we had seen some weirdly bearish stuff out of South Korea uh, over the last year about crypto, and now there's this candidate that's very pro crypto that's come in maybe all the anti crypto stuff was just the current regime trying to bat down uh the competitors that would use it to gain an advantage or or win the election but like you said this is a huge economy this is this is one of the best economies in the world uh and having them legally in nfts and crypto is nothing but bullish so very good sign from South Korea after about a year of weird, bearish news related to crypto and NFTs specifically out of Korea. Yeah, very, very bullish. And, you know, this is a democratic election, too. So I'd be curious to know um, how much of the the vote, the voting for this new president was based on their pro crypto stance like is this a a younger population 20s 30s 40s that are really looking towards crypto to be building wealth and participation in these economies um really voting with their ballots and and getting someone that is favorable in this uh, in this regard into office i think it would be really cool to kind of dig a little bit deeper into what happened there or yeah. if this was just a promising presidential candidate that happens to be pro crypto but you know if you've if you've been in um esports and, and gaming industry you know south korea is often referred to as one of the meccas of esports you know mm -hmm. it was a huge for StarCraft, um, most Blizzard games. I know Overwatch is huge there too. Uh, and we often talk about how good NFTs can be for these games in terms of their cosmetic items, being able to actually own it, share it, trade it, sell it, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I have to believe that a lot of this population that has grown up with video games and is seeing this shift of uh, uh, towards NFTs in the rest of the world might be ready to kind of try and push their own government into that direction. Yep, definitely. So bullish on South Korea. 
Yes, yes, yes. Good morning, Sanchez, Mijo. Let's get this fucking bread. Agreed. Um, and then some lovely spam person on Twitch. See you. Uh, cool. Yes. And then last article that I had pop up was about uh, Tron founder Justin Sun. Yesterday, The Verge did release an article about Justin Sun. Um calling him one of crypto's loudest hype men, but according to former employees, he takes many risks dodging U.S. and Chinese financial red, uh, regula uh, regulations. Sorry. Um, they go on to outline how this guy has been siphoning off the top of his businesses, stealing, and his strategy is to always have an exit plan. He seems to move around a lot and tries to dodge this stuff. Again, this is all allegations done by The Verge, but it made quite a lot of noise. And uh, Justin Sun, I think, understandably, not too thrilled that he's being called out by The Verge. Uh, he has basically called it fabricated storytelling and plans to launch a countersuit on The Verge. Um, the Verge is definitely a, a publication. I don't follow them a lot, but whenever I do see them pop up, they're definitely dropping some bombs on some of the, the biggest names in, in the tech industry. Am I right in that? Or uh, do you have much experience reading The Verge? Is this typical for them? Well, they don't, they're not BuzzFeed. So they're not going to uh, put out something like this without due diligence, uh, without a lot of research. So it's interesting. I mean, Justin Sun is arguably the largest ETH whale in the world and may have more ETH than anybody in the world. Um, so, you know, it, it's really crazy, but almost not surprising as there has been a ton of smoke for a long time. Um, we will see what his response is to this. There are a lot of allegations in this article. We'll see if his PR team and lawyers go over each one or it's just a general denial of what's going on here. Yeah, he is going to be, uh, I mean, he's well-funded to go after the the Verge for this too. So uh, it will be interesting to see if this ends in a court battle. If any of these allegations are overly true, getting into a court trial might be kind of risky for him as it might open up the floodgates uh, to more, more discovery and more deep diving into it. So it uh, will be interesting to see how he actually responds or if he's kind of just lighting a fire under them to see if they they budge but yeah i mean justin sun is everywhere often regarded as maybe one of the biggest uh or one of the richest men in the world but never makes the lists um oftentimes hard to really pinpoint how much crypto somebody has and how much wealth uh cz of binance is always in that conversation too but uh this is going to be something to, to watch going down because um when the hammer falls on stuff like this sometimes you can see quite a quite a ripple effect in the rest of the market as as maybe it threatens um over regulation i would think yep mm -hmm. And then, yeah, so that was the uh, the news articles of the day that we had going on. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Maziah in the DGen Dojo for sharing this. Uh, he brought up the 10K TF collab with Gucci. Um, 10K TF is a, uh, a collection that has been around for quite a while, and it was an interesting one. It created a little bit of buzz, um, having some association with Beeple. Um, it has been, I think it was back in October that this, uh, this minted, I'll have to check the high tops, but essentially it's the story of this artisan craftsman in the metaverse that you can bring your, um, specific NFTs to in particular board apes, mutant apes, 
cool cats pudgy penguins were one there's some oni force in there and a bunch of other collections uh and you could actually inscribe your nft and your character onto you know these nice looking 3d um you know air force one looking shoes uh it was it was really cool for holders to be able to do that a lot of buzz was circling around it again people being involved and uh and it was it was exciting six months ago crazy i can't even believe it september i thought it was uh much later than that they went on to release the backpacks they went on to release uh the stock room in which they airdropped all of the holders of this uh certain supplies now you can make hats and socks and uh hoodies and all of this different stuff and again put the nfts on onto it there's uh, uh the forgotten runes wizard cult on there as well mm -hmm. It was all really cool. It was all really exciting. The floor price never went too crazy on it. It's 0.3 right now, which is um, definitely higher than it has been. The kicks always kind of commanded a certain premium, and the backpacks were a little bit more depressed. Their supply on them was higher. But, mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't uncommon to come into this page and see the floor price at 0.1.15-ish in there. Um, it's gone on a little bit of a run. The snapshot has already been taken for this though, but they did announce that they are partnering with Gucci to do a drop. Gucci, of course, did their, uh, super plastic a couple months ago, and it has done really well. It's sitting at a 5.5 ETH floor. Um, it's moving a little bit on this news, but, uh, but you know, while we're looking towards 10 KTF in the Gucci's um, collaboration, if there's any indication of how the original Gucci drop went, this could be pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to go over some of the stipulations for you guys to be able to get into the pre-mint because there are a bunch of uh, a bunch of ways to do it. If you log into 10 KTF and go to the shop, you're going to be able to get onto um, a raffle for the allow list in a couple different ways. One, if you hold any of the 10 KTF items as of, uh, I think it was March 3rd that they did the snapshot, you'll be able to sign up for pre-mint. Mm -hmm. um, and they're doing one of, or they're doing a thousand to the 10 KTF holders. The Gucci vault, if you've been in the Gucci discord and you have the explorer role in that discord, you can also enter it in a different way which is the Gucci vault. Um, so if you've been hanging around in that in that discord, don't even have to necessarily be an holder of super plastic. That is one way. And then they have a list of profile picture projects um, that if you are a holder of in there in their wallet, you can register as well. So Oni Force, anything Bored Ape, Cool Cat, Cryptodes, Gutter Cats, Pudgy Penguins, Forgotten Runes, Wolf Game, and World of Women. I would say if you have any of these, uh, I would go register for the pre-mint raffle regardless. Uh, this could be a really, really big cook for people. The only thing is it will cost you one ETH if you win to mint their, uh, the mint pass for the Gucci drop. Uh, I've got the, the breakdown up here. Have you ever been in 10KTF? You were following it for a little bit? This brings back fabulous memories of the summer and one of the coolest drops uh, that there was really leaning into mystery lore and staying in character. And I loved it. And, um, no, I didn't get a chance to participate, but man, this is, uh, this is so cool. I love it. And partnering with Gucci, these guys are going places. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you go on the website, it is it is all about the uh, the experience and whatnot. So it's been pretty cool. Like I said, it's been a little bit silent in the past, but they've been working behind the scenes and and uh, bringing this stuff out. 
Uh, I'm glad that I've held on to uh, the kicks that I bought on the secondary. I didn't mint them myself or anything, but it's been kind of a good hold. I got pretty lucky with one of the uh, the, the airdrops for the stock room too. I ended up getting one of the the rarer ones in mm-hmm. that as well. But uh, you know, it's been it's been a brand and a project that's just been continuing to build and uh, marching forward. And I got to believe that Gucci is going to do wonderful things with them if there's any indication on how the super plastic went. So uh, yeah, go go out there and uh, and and check it out because uh, it's it's going to be a big one. So there's a little bit of a timeline here. You're going to want to do it before tomorrow for the allow list and reserve list um, raffles to be done. Uh, the mint pass is going down on the 14th. Uh, any that don't get done, there's a reserve list on the 15th. Mint pass redemption uh, begins on the 16th of March. And you have until the 18th to actually use it. The mint passes are not indefinite. You have to submit them or they will be gone for good. And then March 23rd, the big reveal. We'll see what uh, all goes down then. But I'm pretty excited for this. I'm hoping to win. I I, I got to believe my odds are pretty low but hey it's a free shot yep love it um quantum key was also one that popped up uh yesterday too i saw that mint go down this is by quantum.art which is a curated uh photography platform um i've seen it pop up once or twice but you know they have uh designated artists that do the work they curate all of the art that's on there and it is obviously an nft uh marketplace for buying trading selling etc they released yesterday their quantum key la they are opening up a um a physical gallery for for nfts you know making an um an actual irl experience for nfts they're gonna have like a minting station um curated art gallery within it uh, and there's going to be an exclusive lounge within the uh the gallery for any holders of the quantum key maybe some shades of gary v's fly fish there but with a, a you know an nft gallery kind of attached to it rather than a specific restaurant um these minted out pretty quickly at one eth yesterday and since then i'll refresh it uh it was almost yeah it just crossed four it's at 4.269 nice uh, and it is just on an absolute run it's um i saw people like sneaky aping into it all kinds of different whales trying to get their hands on these keys there's only a thousand of them and uh and they've been moving really fast i think that this is a a really interesting thing we talk about the utility of nfts a lot the exclusivity the access i'm really excited to see an uh, an nft gallery open up in in los angeles and we're going to see how that all goes down um but yeah just just something fun do you see nft galleries popping up more often is this going to be um something to look for or you know should we be looking more in the uh in the metaverse for these things to kind of stay do you think there's a good correlation do you think this is going to interest people help onboard people well i think for nfts to flourish the idea of it being an nft has to go away it just has to be what underpins digital collectible technology without people saying nft or what the word is we're still so early that's not going to happen for a while but this is the beginning of it technology irl all the ways that we're going to integrate these things seamlessly into our lives it won't feel like just this separate thing you trade on one or two sites on the internet It's going to feel like this living thing that you can touch and use and share just like you do with all the other forms of art in your life. So love these type of things. I definitely think 
it's going to be moving into real galleries, events, uh, concerts, everything. And, you know, photography and music, so bullish on these two areas in NFTs. Yeah, I definitely feel like untapped resources in there too, as you know, obviously seen more than an abundance of of profile pictures or or metaverse type models and all of that. You know, uh, I got to believe that generative art profile or um, sorry, not profile pictures, photography and music is going to have their moment maybe sooner rather than later. Um, but I'm ex- I'm so excited for one of these to pop up around me or if I'm ever in L.A. to be able to to go to one. Obviously, I'm not going to be able to get into the exclusive uh, quantum key lounge. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, you always see. Uh, especially earlier, the like the board ape meetups and the board ape pop up galleries that they had, and you know cocktail parties and stuff. Everything I saw on there looked like they were having a lot of fun. It was a it was a cool social gathering experience, and uh, and yeah, I'm 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 hoping that maybe something in Toronto pops up sometime soon, so I can go and enjoy it and and uh, you know meet some like minded people in real life because I don't have a whole lot of them in my area. Canada, but, uh, what's that? Canada. Canadia, yeah. Poutines. Somebody uh, wanted me to start a drinking game about uh, every time I, I mentioned the word poutine, I had to take a shot. And loose. Mm-hmm. Loose. Uh, yeah. I don't want to get that drunk this early in the morning, man. Maybe one day we'll do a drinking game. I don't know. You guys, let me know what what uh, what words would have to uh, happen for for that to happen. So. Um, yes, cyber brokers going to work. Cyber brokers absolutely are going to work. I'm going to refresh it, but it was up to a 4.2. Yeah, 4.1 ETH floor. And uh, this is just really an incredible run in the face of, you know, a distinct drop off in volume. Uh, I got to think that this almost 16,000 ETH in volume that has been traded on cyber brokers is putting in some good work for OpenSea during this time. Um, but it's been all cyber brokers for the last week, uh, you know, all the way from their 0.35 mint price now up to 4.1. I couldn't even begin to tell you if and when this is going to stop, but there definitely seems to be something there. Uh, Josie has been out in the public speaking about it, engaging. I mentioned she was on the Oh Shiny show uh, Twitter spaces the other day, and you know people have just been having a lot of fun with it. Um, and yeah, I mean, the one thing that I saw on Twitter that was a thread was actually that they are going through with putting... Um, the art fully on chain. Sometimes on chain is used as a, a buzzword, but this is maybe justifying the high mint price a little bit more. It is very, very expensive to be putting um, art onto the Ethereum blockchain as that space commands a very, very high premium. Um, but yes, they are all set up to go and it looks like sometime next week they are going to be adding each and every SVG file directly on chain. A lot of people point to uh, NFTs as you know a scam because it's you know it's just you're just buying a link to a file on IFPS. Um, you know, there's a couple of collections that exist out there that actually do exist fully on chain, and you know that's where some purists will will point to as a, a big source of reasoning behind it. It's not all like that. Um, and Cyber Brokers is doing that as well. Uh, a couple other projects that you could think of at Free Market that are actually sitting and living on chain? <clears throat> Probably. I mean, this is a this is a um, a really awesome story. Like in the middle of a bear market, this thing is the only shining light 
And the concept's absolutely cool. Like you say, purists love that stuff. Purists pay attention to stuff. And shout out to a lot of money. Rest in peace. That was shocking and sad uh, as well. But the uh, cyber brokers, huge shout out to everybody in the DJ Dungeon that got that. What a cook. 0.35 to, I think it got up to almost 5 ETH uh, yesterday. But yeah, that was uh, pretty damn amazing. I love the concept. And as one of those purists, the fact that it's going on chain is pretty damn cool to me. I mean, I don't remember the exact number, but it is not cheap putting art on chain. I mean, it's one reason why the mint price uh, was so high. So, you know, very good. Yeah. I remember seeing an infographic that like a gigabyte of of uh, memory on or yeah memory of like space on the Ethereum blockchain was um, somewhere in the to the tune of like a billion dollars or something like that. Obviously, these aren't going to even come close to like a gig a gig file size and whatnot. But yeah. it is it, that that space is valuable. It is it is expensive to lock something permanently on the chain uh, on the chain on the blockchain. Uh, that's why you see the workarounds like the IFPS kind of happen for for stuff because it would be prohibitively expensive. Some side chains or um, alt chains will uh, will will tell you that's one of their biggest selling points. But again, once the usage kind of gets up, they 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 start to get very very expensive too. So yeah, this has been been really fun to watch. I mean, Josie is is clearly crafting and curating an incredible. Um, art style and community around it and people have just really rallied behind it and you know um, it's it's it really is happening at such a great time when <laughs> there's just not always a lot to talk about so it's uh it's yeah I mean congrats to anybody that not only you know minted this and saw it but has held on for this long and ha has had the conviction play to do so because in this market it is uh it, it takes a lot to just jump onto something and hold through you know one ETH, two ETH, three ETH, because you always have it in the back of your mind that the volume might dry up, um, but it hasn't for this project. We've seen yeah. some whales just absolutely ape in um, that one in particular of the eight hundred ETH and sweeps with it, and and yeah. So shout out to this project. It's been a it's been a hell of a run, and I couldn't even begin to tell you uh, where this goes to next. Um, can we explain putting work? Uh, artwork on chain. I don't know if you sent this before or after, um, but I'm just going to say that like, obviously, you know, JPEG, SVG files, which are um, a little bit more common because they're scalable to uh, different sizes and whatnot, um, take up a certain amount of memory space. Um, to put something and use that memory space within the blockchain costs a certain amount of money. It costs ETH to be able to commit it to the blockchain. Um, and that's why you'll see a lot of projects, if they are doing it, they're often like small, little, like, you know, tiny pixel art. I think, um, is is the begins totally on chain or no? Not sure. Not sure. Yeah, I think, but you don't often see it just because of how insanely expensive it is. But, you know, this, this team has committed to you know, ponying up a large point portion of their, uh, their mint price to, to make this happen and make it a reality. So, um, from a technical standpoint, I don't know a ton more than that. I don't know. Um, I don't know like a deep dive of it, but it would be interesting to learn. Yeah. Um, Yep. Shout out to them. Keep an eye on it. Who knows? Uh, Etherworks, you guys did, uh, you and Maz, shout out to Maz, did a uh, space with the team yesterday. 
and they are launching the next form of the Ether Orcs game. The last of the ogres were minted. Last of the ogres were minted. We're moving on to rogues. Um, super exciting point in the game as we are halfway through phase three. Um, once we have minted the last of the allies, we're moving on to land. All right. So orcs, as we know, is a passive probability role type of game right now. Eventually, we expect this to build into a movable, tactile, World of Warcraft type metaverse where you can actually do things and move around and all sorts of stuff, build and things like that. Um, as we get closer to that, I get more excited. So we've now moved on to rogues. Rogues are like elves and will add a certain amount of quote unquote luck to your probability rolls with something called luck runes. So the same way that ogres make training dummies and shamans make potions, the item that rogues make are called luck runes. And they will add 6% advantage to both the great and superb reward. So there's three rewards you can get when you raid. That's a regular reward, great reward, or superb reward. What it will do is remove, let's say that you, uh, you use your maximum amount of luck runes on your raid. It will remove... Six, it will remove 12% from the regular outcome and add 6% each to the great and superb as far as your advantages. Normally, just as an example, it tends to be something like 55, 35, 15. So if you added six to that, you would have uh, 49, um, 55, and or uh, 51, and 41 and 21. So, sorry, I know my math was weird there. But my point is, they basically increase the advantage uh, of your rating, the success rate of your rating. So, at 2 p.m. today, the last of the old raids will be finished. Now, I would say that the most stark thing for rogues is how much less how many less bone shards you get on your raids, especially given the time. Both the time of the raids has gone up and the amount of, Z of bone shards you get has gone down. The amount of Zug you pay has also gone down slightly. So in a per Zug uh, ratio, you're not getting a lot less bone shards than the last raid. But in total bone shards per day, it's less as... Um, as the length of these raids is longer. So I asked yesterday, would this phase take a little longer? And they weren't sure. They noticed a lot of people building up bone shards uh, who stopped minting ogres, figured they had enough ogres and started to just hoard them to mint a lot of rogues. So I expect when we see rogues go live at 5 p.m. Eastern today, many of them will be minted. We could be off to a quick start over the first few days, and then I would expect it to slow down a lot. Given the different dynamics they've put together here, they're actually speculating it could be about the same amount of time, maybe a little longer, but they're not sure. They never know how the strategy that works is going to affect the economy, where the imbalances are going to present themselves, and therefore how quickly is it going to mint out. So 
We will see. I have enough bone shards to at least mint one rogue right away. Uh, the catch with them is they can't start journeying for items because uh, you need to level them up and journey them for items to actually have them craft these luck runes. They can't do that to level 85, and they all start at level 35. So something you saw was people hoarding training dummies as they automatically add four levels to your orc when you feed them to them. So you need a, at least 12 of those to get your orc to um it, to get your rogue to a level in which it could journey to get the items it needs to craft these luck runes so there are there we're going to see exactly how this affects the economy but i'm very excited for this phase of the game the first rogue was minted yesterday by a dev as a test they begin minting for everybody else at 5 p.m. Eastern today. And if you want to get in on those juicy raids that we still currently have, the last ships leave at 2 p.m. today. So if you want to try for that Leviathan and maybe 60 shards one more time, make sure you get your raiders on the boat before 2 p.m. Eastern. That is when the cutoff is. And then we will, we will be transitioning into these new raid dynamics. Uh, of course, coming up after this, we have dungeon crawls, uh, we have mages, and then after that, we're going to be talking about Metaverse land. And this is all probably a few months out. Huge shout out to the Orc team. It was a fabulous community space. Yesterday, we were talking strategy. Uh, we do, we're going to be doing this every, we change the day and time, so just note that. We're going to be doing this every Wednesday at 6 p.m., we tried to make it a little friendlier for Europeans as the 9 p.m. Uh, start time was a little late. So tune in next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern so we could see how that first week of Rogues went. Super excited for that. Yeah, the uh, the Ether Orcs community is rabid, but I don't know if it's uh, like 3 a.m. in Europe kind of rabid. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a, it was a good space. I managed to tune into most of it, and it was uh, it's always fun to listen to them. Um, I just love this Ether Orcs spy thing they have set up on their website. There, looking at all of the uh, the stats and and whatnot, and the Zug is uh, still deflationary. It looks like so very cool. I, you know what what's great is especially if you are a student of game theory and you understand how the orc team thinks by keeping track of the ether or you know of the spy website that you're on right now you can kind of get an idea of what they're going to do in the next round right because much of the utility and um probability dynamics that they're giving in the next phase are to battle imbalances, right? Because they know how many training dummies people are hoarding. They know how much Zug people are hoarding versus selling or burning. And they can look at all of that and then adjust their numbers so that by the middle of the next phase, the economy balances out. Now, again, by the middle of the next phase, people will figure out, you know, what the, the, profit maxi strategy is and then it starts to dwindle down imbalances occur you don't make as much money and then they have to do the same thing on the next phase and it's always this cat and mouse game between the game designers and the people taking advantage of the system so really i love this site i love nerding out and trying to speculate how they're going to change utility going forward to keep the economy balanced because it's really a master class in tokenomics uh, from this org team yeah.
It's uh, like I said, it's been fun to watch from the outside in. I almost like I, I've been playing a raid party as a, a game. I, I like, you know, praying, hoping that maybe it, it one day can get to the level that Ether Orcs is at right now. But, um, I, you know, I have uh, I've been trying to figure out my strategy going forward, too. Did you end up upgrading an, another fighter? What have you been doing? Burned, there? Yep. Yep. Burned a fighter yesterday, upgraded uh, another one successfully. So I'm down to two in my party. But those two are now yielding twice as much as my original four. Um, my strategy going forward now is to mint fighters until I fill up the slots. I have been watching the hero price, which almost looks like it's going to dip under 0.5 again today. I think if you're taking a long-term view, heroes are a play. As we've talked about a few times, it takes 20 burning 20 fighters to mint a hero as you get into the later parts of the game. So just like the Orc boys, watch the imbalances and understand how to adjust their tokenomics to balance things out to balance things out i expect that to happen in raid party so i think heroes short term are probably still going to be in a bearish downtrend but if you're looking out a few weeks or months i think that's the play um but yeah like i said right now you have two options usually and that is to upgrade your fighter or to mint another fighter to upgrade is different amounts of confetti the the First upgrade from level zero to level one um, is 25 confetti, plus you have to burn a fighter. The next one after that is 35 confetti, and you have to burn a fighter. If you want to mint, fighters are 100 confetti. So now that I'm down to two level ones and enhanced fighters, the strategy is to mint four more so that I fill my party up again and then start burning and leveling up and keep doing that but you always want to obviously have a full party or at least level zeros in your wallet that you can burn Mm -hmm. um, keep leveling up your players because there are diminishing returns to leveling up the thing is eventually when um when fighters do mint out and there are none left you are going to have to upgrade to increase your amount of damage so eventually you're going to have to uh, but for now, it's still obviously much safer and higher EV to just mint level zero fighters and use them to level up other ones to level one because that's your greatest jump in damage. So, so I kind of I, I kind of had a change of mind um, this morning. I, I woke up. I had more than enough confetti to upgrade um, and burn a fighter. Uh, I like you started with four. I did burn one fighter and upgraded them successfully. Thank you. Um, I was going to do that again this morning and I was kind of doing just some quick math on it and I kind of had some pause and I think now I'm going to stand pat at my three fighters and let enough confetti build up to mint uh, a one more fighter or two more or three more. I, I'm, I'm not sure. It depends on what I kind of mint in terms of that fighter. Uh, because when I did the math about upgrading, um, upgrading my, my second best fighter now, right. With my worst fighter, the, the, the discrepancy of their damage isn't very high. And the total damage that it was going to add to my party was going to be about 10%, which is actually the same, um, the same chance of failing. So I was wondering if that were uh, risk reward in my specific scenario with the levels of fighters that I'm dealing with wasn't actually worth it. Now I'm thinking like, okay, if I just waited out 
um, for two more days. I should have actually have enough confetti to just mint a new fighter, and that damage boost will probably be better than the 10% additional damage that I'm going to be doing by burning. Um, and this is where it starts to get really cool because it is situational. If I had had a really good fighter and a really shitty fighter, it would be much more worth it for me to burn that shit fighter and upgrade the, um, you know, the, the really good one, but they're so close in it that the actual damage, um, output to my total party might not actually be worth it. So I'm going to, I think I'm going to stand pat and just wait for the hundred, hundred confetti should be there by Saturday and, uh, and, and add on to my party in that way. And then hopefully I'm into really good one. And then the choice is a little bit easier because if it's, you know, one that's around, you know, 950, a 1, thousand, 1100 damage, my choice still becomes a little bit harder. So very interesting dynamics there that are starting to kind of rear their heads as you kind of look towards filling out your party um and and going about it that way so yeah definitely yeah it's been fun to wrap your head around but uh you know i i do still think that the uh the end result is is getting that full party to to level well, one what i what i enjoy they it feels like they combine a little bit of ether orcs with a little bit of like wolf game and those risk protocols so it's different enough the graphics are great i'm having a lot of fun doing it i find myself wanting to buy more heroes and more fighters. And I know that there was a lot of ire over this project from the delay and many people won't forgive them. And I, yeah, look, I can't blame you. I mean, there's a, this has been the month of delays and disappointments across the board. So uh, again, I would never blame anyone for having that mindset, but you know, I put all that aside and I'm just having fun playing this game. I enjoy the graphics, uh, not as much as orcs, but it's it's there. So I, I'm, I'm enjoying it and uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think the big things that we're still looking for is one for those fighters to be um, released for anybody that did the 1.5 ETH on the uh, the the auction that they had for the Genesis heroes. Mm -hmm. um, still waiting for those to be released. Did did you get an outcome on that on their Discord? Did they say what is actually going to happen? Is it going to be a, a just a mass claim or a drip? <laughs> yeah, they did not. Um, they did not make any announcements on mm. timing. Uh, how it's going to be done or anything like that. They did announce an official uh, raid party poker tournament. Oh, cool. Which is uh, first place is going to be a 1300 plus fighter, second place an 1100 plus fighter, and third place a 900 plus fighter, and fourth to 10 place all get 0.2 uh, to enter. It uh, The signup is free. But if you're in that community, keep a lookout for those. I, f I find that very fun. Yeah, definitely just like a nice tie-in to, uh, to to add some bonus and maybe build some community around it. Love the poker tournaments. Um, and then, yeah, finally, the thing that I'm looking forward to most is the impl implementation of guilds, which is hopefully sooner rather than later. But I know that they are just focusing on making sure that this game is running and running smoothly. Interestingly enough, I mentioned that they had to pause their contract yesterday. Um, you know, it, it looks like they have some pretty good checks and balances and, and systems in place that if something is appearing off, uh, it automatically triggers uh, like a contract audit and, and diving into it before things get out of control. As we so often yeah, see. And you don't stop, hmm? I was going to say, and you don't stop yielding when they pause the contract. You still, they're calculating how much confetti you yield. So it doesn't pause the action 
in the game, you just can't do any new actions. But whatever is going on uh, is still going on. They're still calculating and stuff like that. But yeah, I've been super impressed with their checks and balances uh, system. It seems if something is off or triggered, they're able to pause, uh, assess what it is, change it. They've had to adjust a few things, but it's been very painless. Uh, you know, we know Orcs had a very, very uh, anxiety-ridden con- contract migration in the middle Ooh, of... I forgot game. about that. Yeah. Right, right. And in stark contrast to many projects that we've seen having to do... I mean, Wolf Game was another famous example. I feel like they had to do it twice, if I remember. I don't even remember at this point if they had to do it more than once. And they but, pretty much just canceled the minting because they couldn't fix it. Right, right. So... Given what we've seen, I mean, this is very stark contrast, uh, I would say to that, where they seem to be able to pause the contract, fix things while it's live uh, and nothing. I- I've never even noticed when they're doing anything. I-, I Look, and obviously it's your own situation. If you have to burn a player, whatever you have to do, if you have to do actions, I'm sure it's a pain in the ass. But so far, I didn't have to do any while they were doing this maintenance and it's been very painless so yeah mine mine was uh mine was waiting to be claimed um and revealed yeah, after revealed. i burned a fighter yeah. so i could figure out if i uh yeah. if it actually went through or not and it was just what adding like part? a little bit more thing in the world what is oh, that what's that that's the most anxious even though it's a one in ten shot it's oh like, yeah jesus christ what am i doing what what is happening here like there, there was no part of me that had anxiety about clicking the button to actually burn it i was like i did the math it checks out this makes total sense like sure there's a risk involved and i actually love the idea that there is risk involved um because oh, it, it does, does add a huge layer into the game especially when you uh-huh. think like this is a you know twelve hundred dollar uh twelve hundred dollar fifteen hundred dollar two thousand dollar nft like, am I am I really playing this game or am I playing this game? You know, um, but but just from a pure like emotionless standpoint, clicking the button was easy. Going to click the reveal button and then getting that little error about the contract being paused and can't can't do it right now. Then I was just like, fuck, fuck, fuck. fuck. Well, very interestingly, orcs have added a bit of this quote unquote risk protocol into their next phase as before this with ogres and shamans to to level them up with items so that they could craft for you there really weren't any negative outcomes so to say or you couldn't pull any skunks right or at least not a lot of them in this new dynamic for rogues you can roll blanks a lot of times and we know you have to burn zug for every time you try to journey for an item this is also different from ogres and shamans so they've added a bit of risk now where you have to level these things up and there's a risk that you will not get an item right so if you're rolling to go for a higher item and you have one already in there it could disappear i could go away or you could just roll a skunk and burn a bunch of Zug. And as we know, of all the of all the utility tokens out there, Zug is by far the most stable, uh, sitting basically at two bucks the whole time, and actually up against ETH when you look at it, uh, it versus ETH. And that's that's actually more a result of ETH going down than anything. But Zug uh, maintaining its ratio to it in that time has caused it to uh, really outperform almost everything. And it is the highest perform. It is the highest yielding liquidity pool on all of Polygon. Um, for I don't right. Yeah, for I don't even know how many weeks running right now. And they've just announced a new incentivization uh, 
program for people to stake the liquidity pool in which they will be receiving bone shards as well. I mean, you know, staking the liquidity pool is nice, but most people, um, most people will not burn their precious, not stake their precious Zug when they could burn it to get bone shards. So they're doing a bit of an incentive program here. Well, you will get some for staking in the LP uh, as well. And CJ, no, I would not wear sunglasses at the poker table. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna let you. I was. Uh, I was gonna let you handle that one, but my uh, my heart was saying no. Please, God, no. <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. God forbid someone sees you blink and it's a physical tell. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Raid party uh, confetti sitting at about fourteen dollars right now. That seems to be stabilizing. It's taken a slow slide from. Uh, uh 17 down to about 14 dollars as it kind of tries to find its footing and we figure out how deflationary this currency is going to be i never honestly expected it to be sitting at 90 to 100 dollars although it would have been fantastic um but you know based on the yield that that i'm getting on my uh my initial investment uh doesn't don't feel too bad definitely definitely want to see some more activity and bump those numbers up a little bit but very exciting um for anybody that's in the moon lounge and uh and wants to come join us on stage i did put the uh restream link up in the am show chat up there i'm gonna throw some music on we got a couple more topics to kind of just uh just chill on and whatnot jcv is asking if star catchers is on the docket um it is it is uh more of a brief conversation we did talk about the situation with um um and boy uh, it get worse and worse i mean this was a a dumpster fire of a situation for this team for this entire project it was opaque at first what was happening we didn't understand whether the team knew about this what butrick was doing all this type of stuff i mean when you see well i don't even know what it was called bochi boat boat tree or whatever that thing was called i mean it's star catchers it's Bucky, fucking yeah star catchers I, yeah. I mean are you kidding me these are these are human catchers it was the same right, <laughs> human yeah. catchers it is one thing okay if yeah. you are if if you're gonna go out like i'm an artist i want to do other work i want you know whatever that type of thing is but this was the worst possible thing that could happen we just went through a phase of the market where we're like the artist is the roadmap how many you know how often do we just go through this where it's like, well, you know, the artist, the art is on the team, especially this is a licensing and branding play. Like you look at each thing, right? And you try to assess like, okay, what is the potential here? I mean, orcs and cyberbrook and all this, those are obviously P2Es, right? This is a licensing play. And I always said that about Cool Cats and I felt like that was why Cooltopia was like, a little bit missing the ball here but there's a licensing play and you're thinking to yourself well they're going to need more art they're going to need artists to consult with the the real world businesses and all this stuff this was an absolute dumpster fire of a situation butrick is out of his mind at, and then the response by the team at first saying well we're just going to remove him uh, as a co-founder and he remains as an art what is that like that doesn't even he was obviously one of the founding members of the team I mean, this was, again, it was just a train wreck. Uh, I'm happy in finally the response, because I guess as, as things unfolded, we found out that the team did not know. They were blindsided by the fact that he was going to announce and release a project two weeks after Star Catch. I mean, what does that say? 
about what he thinks of this project and its potential. I mean, you just could not ask for a worse situation. But I think this is a very good lesson, okay? Because Web3 all too often is predicated on no contracts, handshake deals, people just talking on voice chat, never meeting and da da da. This would have never happened in Web2. This would never happen in the corporate world because that artist would have signed a non-compete. There is a difference between an artist saying that I'm gonna go out and do other work, I'm an artist, I'm allowed to do other work, versus putting out the exact same fucking product you just made for somebody else. This is this is not uh, a situation where the artist is just looking for other work so that he can get paid. You would put a, if you were making a contract, you would say you cannot go out and make another 10K PFP project within six months of this, whatever the hell the stipulation is. This is what happens in the real world because this type of shit will come up if you don't. Well, based on their announcement that they put out last night, um, I, I, it actually seems like they did have some of those uh, fail safes in place. And, and, you know, obviously this is a shitty situation, but um, I mean, it's a long, it's a long, did you, did you see this one on their discord that popped up this morning or uh, like, it was like midnight last night. Yeah. Yeah. So it does actually say, um, I'm just trying to uh, find the um, the the paragraph here. GM cast, by the way. Welcome, 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 welcome. Oh, GM. Um, yeah, carry on talking, man. I'm just doing something quickly. Just vibe. Yeah, no problem. I'm just I'm trying to read through this. I probably could have just read it out loud, but it. Um, it it basically said that he uh, he relinquished his his right to the, uh, the 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 minting stake that he you know was owed by breaching this agreement and that he was still going to get paid for his work under like the the actual I guess salary arrangements and whatnot but that he had kind of burned that bridge to be able to 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 get the money from the mint uh, so it does actually sound like they had some uh, some stuff in place there that was protecting. The star catcher's team and you know he kind of well kind of fucked himself seems, on that part well it seems that retroactively they've now listened to the community and fired him and therefore now that the contract is done they're not going to pay him but if you look at their previous announcement they were mm -hmm. like we're still friends he's still on the team i mean yeah. i don't know i don't know it was it was very confusing at first Bottom line, in the end, they did the right thing. They got, they got, if you're going to save this project at all, you got to get rid of this guy. You have to do something. And shit, you could not find a better artist or better person to lead the way than Ariel. I mean, she did a lot of the art for Star Catchers, but you know, Butrick came up with the main character here. Yeah, it was his style. Star Catchers is his right, style. Right, exactly. So you're just, you know, I also made the point originally when this start stuff started to come out a couple days ago. In the end, it's just about, it's really just about execution, right? It's like we sit here and speculate, oh, he can't do two jobs. You know, he has to focus on the And look, of course, this is, it's justifiable as an investor in this project or as a holder to ask these questions. I, I am not saying that. But in the end, it's can he execute or can't he? All right. So that is what it is right now. 
If this team can execute with Ariel, who is fucking fabulous and can, you know, really put out this level of art, then fine. None of, none of it really mattered in the end. But I would not blame anybody for wondering if that's even possible at this point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a really, really unfortunate situation. Um, I it was actually in the first paragraph there that he, they said, um, you know, first we are disappointed to be announcing that effective immediately, Starcatchers and Botrick will be parting ways. Botrick will receive the pay that is owed to him up until this point, but will be foregoing future royalties and will not be receiving his bested share of the minting revenue as per the founder's agreement to accountability. We thank him for being the original brilliance behind the Starcatcher art, and we want to reiterate that Starcatchers will always support creatives and what they do. Um, yeah, so yeah. it it, it kind of sounded like you know he is he has opted to try and get his uh, his own bag, so to speak, with a project, and it sounded like there was some agreements in place before all this went down that he likely should have known that he was in violation of. But uh, yeah. Uh, in their words, they were deeply confused um, by the uh, the actions of Botrick. So rough situation, um, tough tough look. But uh, yeah, as you said, Ariel has done a lot of work for them already, and uh, and looks like she is uh, stepping up to the plate and to uh, to you know start a new uh, paradigm in the Star Catchers thing. What's going on, Cass? What's good? Here's a question for you guys. Then, good fun or bad fun? Well, that's it. Yeah, that is a great question because I talk about it all the time. The most important thing any project could have is emotion and emotion is FOMO or FUD, right? But I agree with you. I don't know if this is the right type of FUD because this is not, this is not like unjustified, you know, this isn't just your standard FUD that you see about every project by both sides of blah, 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 all this type of stuff. I mean, I, I have legitimate concerns. Yeah, no, I would I, say, I, sorry, I would say short term, bad, long term, good. I mean, if this, if Botrick didn't want to be there, then parting ways sooner than later is probably in everyone's best interest. Um, it looks like they've come to an agreement that he's going to change up his art style. But I think Botrick is the one that's going to have the toughest road, not to say that Starcatchers doesn't have a tough road ahead of them. Um, but I, I think that he's coming out of this not looking amazing. Uh, you never know what happened behind the scenes, but I think um, seeing the reaction to the FUD and, you know, some of the outrage and stuff, I, there's clearly a community there. There's clearly upset about it. And they're clearly, whether it's money, money driven or a love of the project, um, you know, they wanted, uh, they wanted something to happen. So, you know, I, I think that this will, uh, in a short term, it's going to create some, some pain, especially in this market. It's going to be harder to get off the mat from where they are. So unfortunate, but what do you think? I was going to say another thing to consider, and it, uh, we're talking about the web free community. They, they like this shit where, where the, the, the artist, because they're buying the project because of the art. Well, yeah. some people do. Um, a lot of people, majority buy it to flip, but they buy it because of the art if they're going to keep it. And if the artist has gone, it just, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, maybe not exactly the same. No, no, it might be the roadmap, period. Yeah, exactly. So, wouldn't it have that dented fuse kind of vibe where the artist fucks off? People are wondering, okay, then, well, we've got art from the artist that isn't even part of the project. 
Mm-hmm. This project guy next month says, oh, do you know what? I'm going to make my own thing. And everyone from Star Catchers who kind of followed him because of the art yeah. goes over there. Well, because- I, I only... Yeah. Oh, sorry, Cass. I didn't mean no, to... No, no, no. Go on, go on. Sorry. I said sorry that I can't hear. Oh, oh, no. The only thing that I would say about this is the difference here is I think Butrick is coming off as the, like, if you're going to look at which side is, you know, at fault or the enemy or Butrick's the one looking bad. Like, I would almost say it's the opposite of Dented Feel. It's the same as Dented Feels in one way and opposite in the other in that the Dented Artist was who everybody felt bad for, whereas here... Not that they feel bad, but I think they feel like Starcatchers is the one who was blindsided by this artist versus the other way around, right? Which is good, because at least that way, the community have actually got eyes to kind of... Totally. I mean, look, I know that community well, and I know how loved Ariel is. I mean, she again, she's fabulous. So I think that I've always said this about every single project, whether it was, you know, something even like Fishy Fam. Now that the NFTs are out there, it's up to the community to make it something. It's that it's no longer the teams. Okay, this belongs to the community, and we see how strong community is. The projects that make it through bears like this are the ones with communities, because that's the only thing that's left when the tide goes out, right? Yeah, very, very, very true. Yeah, yeah because yeah. Else. there's only there's only um time to create what they're saying they're going to create yeah so yeah. that void has to be a community to kind of put some sort of something with so yeah, totally. mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people are comparing this to dented feels and like i i understand the comparison is definitely there um however we might never know the actual intricate details of it, but it looks like Beatrick was getting his fair shake within the stake and the pay and everything like that. And his project was there already. Like it, it really does just seem that like he had it all there. He could have continued to work on it. It's minted out. The floor price isn't like terrible. I know a lot of people wanted it to be higher and were expecting bigger things, but they're collecting royalties and they were in growth mode. And he kind of walked away from that. And that's not what happened with Dented Fields. Dented Fields was like, I did all of this stuff. Uh, I didn't feel like I was being treated fair. They gave me the boot and he went to do onto it, uh, went on to quickly do his own other thing. And there's a whole bunch of dynamics going on in that regard. But I just, I, I'm, I'm not seeing a very close comparison here. This Starcatchers was out. It was there. It was minted out. People loved it. Do you know what I think it could be? What it could be? is that this artist, for what happened with Dented Fields, thought he could get more royalty mm-hmm. to try to play the game. Got caught out. <laughs> yeah. It didn't really, because he obviously went doing that for a reason. So yeah. it, it, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw the Dented Field project, thought, fuck, yeah, artists get, artists are the one. It's not the dev team. Fuck it, I'm going to do the same. But I always thought he, he was the one, though. Like, we knew it was his art. We knew it was, you know. But I think he just wanted more because he just yeah. wanted more money. Yeah. So then he thought, fuck you lot. You lot can go without me. I can do it myself. But the community kind of cottoned on that he was doing it for the wrong reasons, not for the right reasons. And that's why it's probably come out this way. Well, I'll tell you how I feel today. They're sitting at point two right now, which is like as cheap as they've ever been. I'm not yeah. buying anymore. But 
I'm also holding the ones that I have. I'm not selling them. So that's kind of how I feel right now. I don't know, man. You know what I mean? Well, to be fair, I, I was waiting for Starcatchers to get down to 0.25 before I was interested. Yeah. So I was interested. I don't know if I'm interested now. I, you know, I come on the show, I hear about Starcatchers, and I was like, no, nah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, tough yeah. luck. Um, a couple other small topics to go over. Cass, did you see this um, this drug receipts uh, go down yesterday? Drug receipts. Yeah, I saw some people minting that, and um, it's kind of a cool story. It's uh, it's uh, we were actually talking about this yesterday. You know how these projects are kind of minting out first and then seeing a pump rather than in between the the presale and the allow list, and you know maybe some arb is getting washed out um, from from the botting and whatnot. Um, but this project minted out; it was sitting at a point one floor, and once it minted out, uh, the floor actually started slowly rising from there. But uh, but yeah, this is a, it's kind of a cool story. This guy has been doodling on um, restaurant uh, checks for a long time, doing these uh, these doodles and whatnot, and he's kind of bringing them to NFTs as a, a generative art project. But it's kind of like just reminding me of like a, a, a trippy, bright um, Kryptoon goons, right? It's like these cute little characters with a, a ton of attitude. There's like the pills, the capsules, the syringes, and uh, there's one other one. But uh, yeah, they're still in pre-reveal right now, and I just thought that they looked pretty cool, something to look into. Pretty palatable oh. price right now too. They do look really nice, but my problem is, is I don't do pills. I do weed. Yeah. So yeah. Um... Hey, Cass, I gotta <laughs> yeah. tell you, I think I have a problem. Go on. I can't stop buying chain scouts, and I don't know why. <laughs> um, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> same fucking boat, dude. Like, <laughs> did I'm you see the floor on the uh, on the net uh, the net runners or whatever they're called? Yeah, the net runners. Yes, it ran to 0.33. And it's in as hell. I mean, yes. those 0.5 in a snap. Bro, I think there's nine listed. Yeah. So, the, like, the scouts are kind of an... If you look at... First of all, go look at our whale wallet tracker, number one. And number two, if you look at the floor, it's a little deceiving right now because, you know, it's a game and the scouts so far are considered the least utility, the least valuable, but... Look at that accumulation. The miners. Look at the uh, net runners. Look at the now. Uh, what was the other one that started to move? I just saw. Names. Yeah, the Ronin. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So, hmm, hmm. I don't know. I keep buying these things. I can't help it. I like. Well, them. here. Here's one thing I'm seeing with them. They're about 50% staked right now, right? So we can cut the supply in half and call it 34, 3500. Let's just say nice mm -hmm. round number, right? Right. If you look at the buy, uh, yeah, the buy buy now page, there is nine hundred uh, and ninety for sale. So that is actually quite a big chunk of them. But one, they are at a very reasonable price, especially as people are shopping around right now too, uh, or uh, as well. And like, and two, you know, the staking is up. The game is kind of on the horizon. There's a pass that's going to be able to be minted. And I have to believe that most people at this point are buying it because of their belief in the game. And most of those are going to go straight from the sale into the staking wallet. Um, and that could tighten up the supply quite a little, quite a, quite a bit. And I know it seems aggressive at this very moment, but a nice little run on these things could change the dynamic of it in a, in a hurry. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, well there's, there's there's more to think about it. Well, the reason I I'm buying the, yeah. the way I'm buying at the moment <laughs> is I am not doing the same mistake as I did with the Habibis. There you Just go. There you go. Great, not great analogy, Cass. Great analogy. So, yeah, that's that, that's the reason I went and bought a Netscape because I remember with Habibis, mm -hmm. um, when they first come out, and you know there was the FUD and the rest of it. And um, they were trying, I think Ramo was talking about selling the um, animated versions. Yeah. But the animated versions would give you 10 times the amount of yield of, of oil. Mm -hmm. And this was back then without a liquidity pool. But I didn't listen. I thought, nah, fuck that. I don't need an animated fucking thing for point two. Them things set up point, uh, five reef now, dude. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. No. So, um, yeah. Yeah, same as this. And and the team seems cool. Mm -hmm. There's good people behind it. Yes. You yeah. might have 20 now, so yep. Yep. just follow. They seem like, <laughs> you know what I mean? They seem like real nerds, and I like that in my P2E. <laughs> nice, cool, man. And I like the art. I've always yeah, liked the art. Too. Yeah, that, that shouldn't be discounted. I actually like these little monkeys. Like they, the colors are, they pop. They're really good. So, you know. Yeah. I think, could you imagine them in NFT worlds? Yo, uh, man, that preview that they made and oh, this could, oh, I'm man. so hesitant to trust any previews, but it did look really good. And we were talking about that yesterday and you were just like, yeah, fuck the previews. And I'm like, yeah, fuck the previews. And I was like, yeah, watching it again. I was like, but it is good. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, these feel good. I, like mm -hmm. I like them. And, and, oh, have you guys, Um, I'm not even sure. Well, on my own portfolio, Howler's um, mm -hmm. kind of 2x yesterday. Oh, yeah? Back. They come back? Yeah, they're like a 0.47 at the moment. Beautiful. Yeah. Which is nice. Um, supply is like 300-odd. Yeah, it's tight. Hey, I mean, they just kind of had this like weird weird moment where they did that, uh, a random stealth drop. People were going nuts for it, even though they had no idea what was going on. And... Uh, it just kind of uh, it kind of captured lightning in a bottle at that very moment of like the uh the the market and the 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 meta and everything that was going on um yeah i i don't know i i, I always just thought they were like a fun fun and a kind of fuck you kind of way you know i think i, I think i like that i like that fuck you kind of mentality yeah. because, not towards me personally but because there's so many <laughs> no <laughs> just yeah. But because it's, it's so unapologetic for what they are, though, right? No, I, I think I think it's, it's like I think, MS. Mm -hmm. No, I was gonna say I think I think the community itself, or a lot of people in the community, can get so frustrating, mm -hmm. asking the same foolish shit, asking <laughs> the same thing again and again and again, and you expect these people or these owners just to say yes, sir, and also free bags full. And when you get a few of these people that come out and just say, Do you know what, fam, fuck off. If you want it, buy it. If you don't, fuck off. Mm -hmm. And they've always been the best salesman. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're confident in your product, you don't need to kind of, you don't need to sell it. Well said. Well said. So, um, yeah, I'm interested to see how that one goes. Yeah. Hey, thanks for sharing that uh, that Battlefly white paper with me yesterday too. Um, for anybody that got into Battlefly, you probably already know this, but their white paper is out and it's quite quite extensive. What is that? Is it a probability roll thing like orcs? 
like a passive game like that? What is uh, that like? From what I can gather, okay, mm -hmm. don't call me on this. It's just me. <laughs> oh, oh, we are. <laughs> You're live, man. <laughs> it's all growing. Trying to ask Icon for weeks. I still, I still don't know what it is. So you, there's two different sections. Mm -hmm. There's a section where you kind of farm, and then there's a section where you battle. Um, you you P to P. Okay. So the first bit where you where you kind of stake your battle fly and it turns out of a cocoon and comes into a battle fly and then you get instead of staking tokens, I think you stake instead of getting tokens, you get armor and weapons and things like that through farming, which you can then sell, or mm -hmm. you can actually um, keep it, stack it on you. So once when you've built yourself up, then you can go into the arena and then play against other players on a one versus one and the winner gets um, magic and the loser has to give some of the yield of their magic to the person who won. Mm. Gambling, so, I love it. Mm. So it depends on how strong they are, depending on how strong your your butterfly is or battlefly is. Uh -huh. Will determine if you win or lose. It's like playing conquers back in the day. Yeah. Like um, yeah, if you beat the conquer, you take their their points. Mm -hmm. And it turns into your conquer. So it's the same shit as that. Yeah. But I think what, what I don't know if it's a it's a well game or not. I think it's more singular. Gotcha. I don't think they they want loads of people to have loads of different battles. I might be wrong, but I think it's more you build your own shit um get your shit like a gladiator and send him out there and fight mm -hmm. and you yield more magic by fighting than you would do if you were to stack but then you can lose more magic fighting more than you can stack okay that makes sense yeah i'll uh have to read a little bit more on it everything i've seen looks looks really cool from it it's just uh it's, it's quite a comprehensive read i will say that well, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but most of the white papers and comprehensive reads that are coming out at the moment have been coming out this year because last year, I don't remember none of this shit. A white paper was literally three, three lines. Yeah. We're well, going to do, we're going to do events. I think what happened was that there were a lot of people that got into um, NFTs in the building of NFTs in the, you know, maybe summer or fall of last year. Um, but the complex nature of what they were building demanded a longer timeline. And now we're starting to hit that point where a lot of them are, are getting close to and or ready to release. And we're starting to see that. And I think, um, especially in like the P2E or the PVP kind of, um, realm, we're going to see a lot of, um, uh, a lot of things on a much bigger grand scale uh, uh, start to emerge, especially as we put some time in, in, in between that onboarding of like a huge amount of people back in the summer of 2021. Yeah. Like, re real games take months, if not years. Like, I, I mean, yeah, you know, you know, so yeah, you're right. But in saying that, I know people that can make a, a very basic um, on-chain game. Uh, basic. Um, uh -huh. on say polygon and it can take anywhere up to 90 days so three months okay so between between a month, a month to three months more mm -hmm. complex three months less complex a month so that's the kind of time frame to make one of these simple layer two games 
Interesting. Yeah, oh, that's cool. On a random metaverse, heard of it? Meta metaverse? Yes, yes, I have heard of it, but I don't know. I don't know enough about it. Talk to me, bro. You don't know enough about it. No. You know that's Method Man's freaking. Oh, okay, metaverse. There we go. I knew I had heard about it. Wow, that's cool. So, what are the deets? There's not much deets really. It's just getting whitelist at the moment. Oh, okay. All right, I better try for that. That one, that's that's from my childhood. I can't not. M e t h o d man. Oh, when I saw that, when I saw him, and I figured that it was Method Man, he's going bring a metaverse. Fuck yeah, man. I am fighting for this shit. Wu Tang, love it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there, there was metaverse. That's that's nothing about. And then yeah, just the market shit. So it's just <laughs> yeah. Find find the um find the old school gems. I suppose. Yeah. Right. Funny enough, um, what had a, I don't know the reasons why they had a pump, but um, Robotos. Oh, I love Robotos. Robotos and Toy Boogers had a massive mm -hmm. pump. So Toy Boogers yesterday was at 0.45, now it's at 0.69. Yep. Um, yep. Robotos was down to 0.6. I think it's now up to 0.75. Now, yes, sitting at 0.8 right now. Uh, and this is my this is the thesis that I've said so much people don't want to hear it anymore. But any collection that had a moment last year is here to stay. All right, yes. I mean, that is you're in a bear market right now you're seeing a lot of the new crop you know get destroyed and all that but i i am so bullish on things like robotos toy boogers dead fellas all those collections i think they're all going to become elites this year once in a few weeks we get out of this low volume period and i think a lot of the crop of the new you know a lot of the new crop is gonna do well as well and it's it's just um love those type of plays like toy boogers toy boogers community is on point man that is a great community there i love the toy booger yes. uh, 0.7 on that now too yeah random on a new one astronauts astronauts it's something to do with bobu uh boba isn't it um <laughs> yeah it looks a bit like boba i think but FMC, you have not heard of astronauts. Is that the uh, augmented labs boba project? <laughs> um, I know, I know, Dots is a dev there. Yes, yes. Yeah, he is. He he is very excited about this project. He is really into boba. He he DMs me about boba regularly. Um, so I, you know, I think this is cool. I am, I am definitely working the angles on this project. <coughs> what is full? <laughs> Don't worry. <about> <laughs> That's gonna be. No, I've, I've got whitelist for that one to be fair. Oh, okay, so I'm good, good. Okay, awesome. so I just saw the the, the Habibi's optional um, thing um, preview. I look fucking sick. Yellow Habibi, love it. There you go, chicken, chicken. There he is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I sold that too fast. I'm sorry. Yeah, cool. Got yeah, I like learn, these guys. Learn more about this. But then this, this is what worries me a little bit. I don't know. Maybe you guys can bring a bit more context into this. But where Dots and the team seem to be going and doing other projects. Yeah. And working on other projects and doing dev work for other projects. 
Mm-hmm. Does that as a kaiju holder worry you? Um, a little bit, I guess. I the augmented labs has always aspired to be bigger than kaiju kings and kaiju kings is just the central property in their ecosystem yeah i could see where i could see where your concern uh would be i would love to ask dot when he's on the show uh later the good one i just saw that apocalypse yeah thing um shout out to merlot he called that one he called that one early when he weren't even minting i remember the yeah 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 yeah. a lot of people were on that in the dgen dojo i remember that mint he called that and that went i think it was sandman that um that told me about it when it was minting out and um, i feel like the biggest idiot because i didn't mint and i could have minted so easily (laughs) (laughs) and i didn't i thought to myself nah yeah yeah, yeah. and then when he went up to point three um when he went up to point three sandman says to me oh merlo told me about that and i was like right 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 (laughs) (laughs) you're the immediate like god damn it yeah Listen, whenever that guy says something, then fucking shit moves, man. I haven't, I haven't seen him not say something that moves yet, which is which is scary. <laughs> which, which then made me think about his name, like Merlin. It's Merlin, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> He's actually so, yeah. a fantastic artist, too. Who? Merlo? Yeah. Serious? Yeah. Oh, well, we're not. if I speak to him again, I'll have to say, what's good? Yeah. He's a, oh. he's a real deal. Star Wars? Yes. Looking tasty. Hmm? Looking tasty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fancy talking about that or not? Uh, there's more to come. I think that, you know, the, you'll uh, you'll see some you'll see some stuff coming out relatively soon, but hard at work, man. Charlie is uh Charlie is full full force on this, man. He's a machine, but yeah, the, the, you know, the full, the full Genesis collection is out and, uh, just so stoked to be looking at it, um, in its entirety on OpenSea, and, uh, you know, it couldn't, couldn't be more proud to have any kind of relationship with that and the, uh, the artwork that's involved in that. It's been so good. You can actually see the honor and the passion just by you speaking there. Do you know that? That was no, actually I appreciate that. See, man. Yeah, I mean, this is this has been this has been a long time in the making. Like it was like you know, behind closed doors a lot a lot earlier than um, it was probably let on. But seven eight months, dude, minimum. Yeah, in that ballpark, we went through a lot of iterations. <laughs> we we joked about we joked about uh, putting one of our original um, original designs of the wolves in as in the Genesis collection um, because it's it's it is uh, it's shocking to see how far they've come. But um, <laughs> uh, you know, don't want to stick someone with it. No, I think which one was the original one? Was that the one? That you guys posted like back in november oh i don't even remember the time and it's been it's it's uh yeah probably around then maybe even earlier don't remember like a, like a creamy looking wolf. um <laughs> yeah yeah the nose was uh was quite phallic <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice I don't, I, you should hold that and if the oh, man i have all of those files like saved because it's you know it's if it's fun to look back on it it's nice to remind yourself of the progress right 
Well, no, no, not just even that. You got to look at it in another way. Like, okay, let's just say Star Wars builds. Okay, let's just say there's ten thousand people, and in two years' time, there's a following of fifty, hundred thousand people. Okay, um, you pull out that first ever version of Star Wars and put it on, put it on um, auction, dude. You'd be sitting on good money as long as the project, you know, fulfills where. Yeah, the relic. Yeah, it'd be, I think it'd be cool, man. Yeah, yeah, something to think about for sure. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, eyes, eyes, uh, eyes forward. Now there's, uh, there's still lots of good stuff to come. Tons of good stuff to come. Why is it so difficult to get anything out of you, Artie? <laughs> <laughs> FMC's all right because he slips one or two things now and again. Yeah? <laughs> but you is like. Yes, um, yes, we're working hard. Oh my god! You know what? One one time on stream, I, it was like it was a pure joke, but I said something about it I, just as a joke, as a collab, and I like I died inside because I remember like how seriously everybody just picks apart everything, like that little like the little red one when I was showing how small the pixel art actually is. You're like, it says small in the title. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it was like a tiny little URL at the top of the screen, and it was just some random name that I gave. The, like I was literally making the JPEG like live uh, behind the camera there, and I just named it Small Small Wolf or something like that, and spelt it like the small. And they caught that at the top. And oh my god, You're killing me, to, man! You have to do. You have to. This is this is what researchers do. That's <laughs> what we do. Oh, um, nothing is off the table for sure. I oh, like for real. Um, so what? Friday tomorrow? Anything wonderful for Friday? Um, I don't know. It's March March break next week. Uh, here in in Canada. So um, the 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 wife and the child both have uh some time off and uh look forward to that. But uh, Friday, just yeah, just wrapping it up for the week. Cool. Yeah. How about you? Anything? What's going on tonight? Tomorrow? Um, tonight is, what is on tonight? Tonight is blockchain bandits are minting tonight. World yeah, of some, somebody brought that up just real quick. Are you bullish bearish on that? The law, looks, eye out. the law looks good. And well, problem we've got is, <laughs> problem we've got is, is, um, one of the founders is actually a wolf holder. So we've got a support. Gotcha. Got yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out to him. Yeah. Yeah. GT three. GT three. Point zero eight eight mint price three thousand three hundred thirty three going down at noon. So about fifty five minutes. So keep an eye out on that. Yeah, I'm gonna keep an eye on that. And then um, what's the other ones? Conium. I don't know the ins and outs, but I, I believe it's some sort of NFT tool that you can use. Yeah, I've um, seen a lot of those pop up lately, for sure. Oh, fuck yeah, trust me. And then World of Witches is on tonight as well. That's my free mints for the night. So, the three yeah, piece. Well, yeah. Well, ideally, what I want to do is just. I'm not sure about about uh, the bandit one because it's GT free, but the rest of them is just buy, hopefully flip, and make enough money to have a. A stack of Star Wars, minimum four. <laughs> so all all roads lead back to that, eh? It has to, does it not? <laughs> because this is why I'm feeling guilty buying into Chain Scouts at the moment. Because I'm thinking, 
I could just wait and do the same shit with Star Wars. Well, I, hopefully I can't wait and do the same shit with Star Wars, but ideally I would want to wait and do this game shit. Just stack them up. Stack it up. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the fourth thing, isn't it? Because on that, on that interface that you guys had on Twitter, you had like four, like slots of four different places you can put your avatars. Oh yeah, there's a couple of uh, a couple of things that's uh, being worked on very hard. But yeah, there's there's um, there's some ideas of multiples there for sure. Yeah, keep patting me away. I'll do keep. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's cool. But yeah, yeah no, ask me in private, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just so the whole gang can know in it. That's that's the reason, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, you got it. I know. All right, Cass, we're going to be wrapping this up, but I love you, buddy. Appreciate you love coming you. up here and hanging out with us. I'll speak to you guys soon, guys. FMC, Wu-Tang. Have a good weekend, bro. Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang. Nothing to fuck Ooh. with. Hey. <laughs> love our team. Speak to you in a bit. Free Market, anything else you want to cover? No, sir. We did it. Another episode down in the books. Yep. 89. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, as always, the whole show is recorded for you. We talked about, um, you know, Bitcoin taking a dump, South Korea electing a new president, very pro-crypto, exciting stuff. Justin Sun getting, um, you know, kind of called out by The Verge, 10 KTF in the Gucci drop that's coming up. Uh, Quantum Key is doing some stuff. We talked about the uh, cyber brokers, which just continue to amaze. Free Market did an amazing rundown on the new phase of the EtherOrks game. So if you are all, um, if you are at all involved in EtherOrks and you want to learn more, make sure to check that out. Or more importantly, check out the spaces that Free Market and Maz hosted last night on Twitter. That is recorded and it is a great listen. Um, we didn't talk about gutter juice, but that's uh, it's okay. It was what was expected. You're going to be able to change your uh, cat into a, a, a clone, um, but looking pretty cool. Uh, Star Catchers talk, kind of wrapped up the bow trick drama. Um, did a little bit of talk on Raid Party and uh, yeah, and just vibed out for the rest of it. So thank you so much for tuning in. Free Market, get us out of here. Good luck at the tables, DJs. <laughs>